0: check 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 one two one to the two one to the two, 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 two two.
1: hey right. scotty what's up i'm coming back oh got a toot hold on
0: the audio fun bag is brought to you by hard ice vodka freezies and norman's electronics and now we kick it
2: do we even talk about what we were just doing like is that a factor for the audience at all to know that we were trying to Break the most unbreakable man in all of Sports Talk Radio.
1: You're not being very professional.
2: You haven't hit the sponsors
1: out of the open.
2: Hey, it's uh, Chapter 15 of the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. Thanks to Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and also Norman's Electronics. Been in the area since 1955. Give them a call, 770-451-5057. You can book your service online, NEIUSA.com. And also, quick deal because they do appliance repair. They're actually considered necessities right now. So if you have something that goes down and you're obviously sheltering at home, you're, you're social distancing, they can come in, they're following the CDC guidelines, they can get that stuff fixed for you because who knows, we might be at this for a couple more weeks. You can't have
1: a refrigerator die on you. Los, it's good to see you. It's been a week. Haven't seen you. I see you almost every day. That's an excellent point. Is everybody alive in your house? Yeah. We're I mean,
2: all good? They haven't. They haven't... Got into a big kung fu fight yet no i meant like corona yeah everybody's healthy i'm more concerned about the mental health and i'm sure our audience knows about this when you have your kids at home all day and you're trying to just get your work done or anything else you're going through it's a challenge and so every single time when i roll into the house my wife gives me that look of it's good that you're
1: here which doesn't happen all the time See, this pandemic has actually given us an opportunity. We've been able to potty train for the last four days. Make the most of it. And so I, I can't wait to look back like, Daddy, how did you potty train me? Like, what was the story? Well, son, there was an epidemic that was killing everybody. and we and were Then it s- went to a pandemic, and suddenly it was... Every day on the news. And we were stuck in the house, and so we were like, eh, let's teach you to piss in the toilet. Let's see if maybe we can get you to stop urinating on yourself. No, so his big thing is he likes to... Can I ask you,
2: not to be scatological, but is he just doing number one, or is he doing both?
1: Yeah, he does a weird thing. He drops deuces while he sleeps. Okay, that's... He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't poop during the day. He only does it in the middle of his sleep. He's and like his daddy. He'll sleep through anything. So he just wakes and up and he's like, hey, I got to poop. You got
2: bit by like a brown recluse and you just kept sleeping. Had no. Well, I was also extremely intoxicated. Well, that's, that's kind of part of it. But he, I would think that if a brown recluse was to bite me high on my groin, that I would wake up
1: no he, matter what I've ingested. He has this thing like we sat on the potty for what felt like 30 minutes. Like, come on, just pee so we can move on to the next thing. Doesn't do anything. I'm like, all right, you obviously don't have to go. I turn my back. Two minutes later, he has this thing where he likes to pee off the second story down to the foyer because it makes a funny noise when he pees all the way down there.
2: Boys are gross. Yeah, so we're trying to break that. Well, before we jump into our main topic for this segment did we say what we just tried to do? We just tried to break Ben Ingram and make him laugh while he was doing Guys Night Out.
1: When you did when you did the jiggling ass
2: stripping woman. First off, I didn't know she was going to get naked. Oh, she got naked. I didn't know she was. I saw lips. Like the lower lip. I didn't know she was going to get naked. Yeah. Then the wrestling, that didn't work. Then the, the 10 hours of a guy eating mayonnaise, that didn't work. <laughs> and right now, he's dealing with dancing Pikachu for 10 hours. We've got some time on our hands. He's a, right? he's he's a, a pro. professional broadcaster. He's, You're not going to break him. There's a reason why he does Braves games, and I wear shorts to work.
1: If Pretty Kitty Cat Chow couldn't break him. Nothing can break. Nothing will break Benjamin Franklin Ingram. This
2: is the part of the podcast where not his middle name. people are going to start to hate you. It's Adon. Uh, by the way, we're going to get into, for our final segment, the incident that's now four years ago. You got a new football coach over there. Is that right?
1: Oh, is this the anniversary or a four-year
2: anniversary of that? It was January of 2016 when that occurred. So we're we're over the four-year mark, but we're, we're starting to get a little bit closer in time to uh, where we are now. January of uh, 2016 was the you got a new football coach <laughs> over there. Is that right? But let's start here, and this is where I say people are going to hate you. No, I purple, finally purple did. shack. I Purple shack. That's what you came at me with, purple shack.
1: I finally did what you and the listeners have been asking me for weeks. You did the laziest route because you didn't put in any kind of time. I watched your nerd movies. We've been quarantined in the house, so I decided to watch. And we got Disney Plus, by the way. So I decided to watch some of the Avengers movies because no, no, you no, guys no, no, no. have been you telling an Avengers movie. I did because all right. When you get a book, when you go to a bookstore, people still go to bookstores or whatever, what do you do sometimes? You read the last chapter, the last couple pages, because is this a good book or a bad book? Based on that, I'll figure out what I'm going to do.
2: There's so much idiocy in this thing right here, right now.
1: And so I decided to watch, is it Adventures, Adventures Endgame? Avengers. You know
2: it's Avengers, and you know it's Endgame. Ad- and, and as you told me, now I have so many questions for you, and they're all so foolish if you had just watched a movie or two.
1: No, I would have had to watch like 15 movies, so instead I just watched the last one and I got caught up on everything. You can watch like four movies, maybe. You can even watch six and still get by. So, I did a Cliff Notes version for the audience. Virgin or version? You're Virgin? The one, you're
2: the only one who messes this up. Virgin? It's like Asians and agents. For some reason, you're the only one who goes, did he say Asian? I
1: still hear Asians every like, time. No, no, he said agents. Well, I put together... Cliff Notes version. What I think is a fantastic book report of Avengers Endgame.
2: All right, fire it at me and let's see what you got there. So
1: basically, there's Purple Shack. Purple Shack is
2: Thanos, and I will accept that is an acceptable name if you want.
1: Thank you, Purple Shack. Is basically like the coronavirus. Apparently, in another episode earlier on, he wanted to kill like fifty percent of the population because it'd be good for mankind. So he's it, Corona.
2: He wants the entire universe and wants to take out fifty percent of all living creatures.
1: Yeah. So what did I say? You just coronavirus. Say, oh, right. okay. 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 Fine.
2: All right. Fine. He's Purple Corona uh, Shack.
1: So he gets so Purple Shack gets a power glove with a bunch of stones in it. Okay, and apparently he kills half the people. It's a the gauntlet,
2: world. but that's fine. You're still catching up on stuff.
1: So. They decide, everything's cool, we just gotta go back in time, get the DeLorean, and we'll get the stones before he ever gets them. So they all go back in time.
2: By the way, did it hurt you when you heard that uh, Back to the Future was bullshit? What? Yeah, that was an entire scene. Were you drinking? Yeah. Yeah, they do an entire scene when they explain the uh, the way time actually works.
1: According to, like, physicists, that's how it would work. I must have had to have seen the first Avengers
2: movie. No, it was in that movie. Go ahead.
1: Anyways, away. so... Keep in mind, Purple Shack has a blue daughter. That's going to be very important later on. You're very confused by this. So anyways, they all go back in time. They get the stones. Weird shit happens. Yada, yada, yada. Apparently Scarlett Johansson and... Jeremy Renner get into a fight, and then she commits suicide, and Which you else.
2: found was very confusing because you didn't understand their relationship at
3: all.
1: Well, like, everybody was sad that, like, when they came back to real time that she was dead, but I was like, I've only spent an hour with this character, so I'm not really that developed into this character. Find her hot? She's right. You're an idiot. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Okay. So anyways, they get all the stones back, they come back to the present, yada, 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 but Purple Shack had that blue bitch daughter... And apparently she has the ability to become like a movie theater projector, and she can project the future and the past. And she tipped off Purple Shack that, hey, they're trying to get your stones. Close enough.
2: All right, cool. But by the way, it was the future version
1: that tipped him off. Virgin or version? I'll continue. Okay, so then she t- Blue Bitch tips off Purple Shack that, hey... They're trying to ruin your plan. They're trying to steal your stones at this point. So she leaves some opening in the portal and Purple Shat comes into the present where they've tried to destroy all these stones and uh uh-oh, bad things are about to happen. By the way... I'm he, dead on for, so for, far. For the
2: audience, he has notes. He he has notes on this that he's taken. Well, yeah, what
1: do you do during a football game? You chart. What did I do during the movie? You charted the movie. I, I charted the movie. Based on limited information. But okay, go for so, it. So anyways, like Captain America. You asked me a question
2: if Captain America I'll and I'll get Thor, to that.
1: Okay. Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. and all these other guys are like now fighting Purple Shaq. Here's where it gets weird. I thought I started to figure out all these characters. Like there's only maybe a handful, maybe eight or nine characters I really had to know. Fat Thor, I find relatable. I can't imagine why. He, he drinks he, he drinks Tropicalia.
2: And you noticed because just some background. So the entire group that was here filming loved that beer. Fell in love with it. They Lieutenant. went. They went to Athens and asked permission. Can we use the beer in this? And for somebody who lives in Seattle, Washington, or Chicago or LA, you see the movie and you think that is that a fake beer? You don't realize that that's no, on, that's that's an, that's an Athens beer. That's trap, baby, right? So it's it, it's very relatable for us to to see those cans. So I am
1: finally figuring out these characters: is an Ant Man, and there is a not Anthony Edwards, like a real Ant Man, <laughs> and there is Robert Downey Jr. There's By the way, did you find Captain America and Hulk? And did, I, I understand these guys.
2: Did you find uh, Ant Man's lack of of I would say cognitive ability funny?
1: Kind of. I here's what I did. Like he's, he's not Don the sharpest 20, guy around. Don Cheadle is not a superhero. Like, well, neither is Tony Stark. He just happens to he's have Tony Stark.
2: That's Robert Downey Jr. Hits. Ah. his technology is what makes him. But these, I'm a saying, hero. these
1: guys, these actors, are not superheroes. They don't come off like. Thor looks like a superhero, like he's got the abs and everything else.
2: That's the idea, that there's a variety of different heroes, including
1: female ones. Can I do my cliff notes? Okay, go for it. All right, so anyways, I'm figuring out these characters. This is where everything gets fucked up. There's this big fight that happens, and all of a sudden these portals start opening up, and like a million different characters show up, los. and I have no idea what's going on anymore. There's a Spider-Man, there's a Miss Universe Marvel... There's Scarlett Johansson, for some reason, comes back from the dead. Who the hell saw that coming? She didn't. That didn't happen. No, she definitely does. No, she does not. She raises up rocks. Anyways, so people start showing up. That's actually not her. That's the Scarlet Witch. All of a sudden, Chris Pratt shows up out of nowhere, and instead, he meets up with some green chick who was actually the blue chick in Avatar, which I'm very confused by. By the way... Clear your throat.
2: You would get a kick out of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because they're very funny, and I know you like Chris Pratt.
1: Again, the blue chick from Avatar shows up, but this time she's green. Then they're fighting over the stones in this glove, and some women's movement breaks out. So all of a sudden, who's the chick? Miss Universe, Miss Marvel? Is that her name? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel shows up. And she has... I'm so
2: beaten right now. She has
1: the stones, Lowe's. She has them. And they're like, hey, you got to get the stones over to this 80s time machine van. How are you going to do that by yourself? And all of a sudden, like, 15 women Marvel characters show up. And they're like, we can do it together. Female power. And, like, the Powerpuff girls show up. And some woman from Black Panther shows up. And it's like this women's right bullshit that just happens. Like, we can vote so we can win Marvel, too. This is why... People hate you. Anyway, so then Thor is getting his Fat Thor is getting his ass kicked at this point. Did that feel like it really hit home? Yeah, I was like, (laughs) Like, no, Fat Thor. We can do it. Like, we put on this extra weight for padding and protection, but that doesn't work out. So all of a sudden, (laughs) Thor's about to die by Purple Shack, and instead, Captain America can use his hammer, which made no sense to me whatsoever, but we continue on. Because
2: he's actually worthy because of the person he is and he actually fakes like he can't pick it up in an earlier movie but he knows
1: th- they both know he can. yeah i didn't see any of that so anyways yeah. then robert downey jr like dies and kills purple shack as well and it was all sad in the end
2: you did good now this is the reason why i can't have you see like sopranos
1: you are fighting through it Because, for, for instance, like, if it was...
2: I'm going to get six feet away on you. <laughs>
1: Good <clears throat> Lord, man. If it was, like, Polly Walnuts,
2: you would crack on Polly Walnuts and make fun of him the entire time. and I'm not, and not fun get fun of! You would I, not get the genius of Polly Walnuts.
1: I put... I didn't work when for or this when, podcast. Uh, it's been 14 episodes. Or, I finally did work.
2: Or whenever you get the, hey, <laughs> like, you, would, you wouldn't get that sort of stuff. I... So, uh, I don't even watch once you watching Band of Brothers because you would do the same thing. You, you would,
1: should be proud of me, right you now. You would crap
2: on, oh look at Ross. I can't believe Ross is doing this. Oh what a what a dummy! How do they find him out of Friends? They teleport him back fifty years.
1: Band of Brothers is a true story. World War II happened. This Infinity War never actually happened, Los. Yes, but it's still about entertainment, and you did not find any in what is now the
2: highest grossing movie of all time.
1: Just because the general population is dumb doesn't mean I have to fall into their dumb movies as well.
2: His name is Brian Hoyt. Brian Hoyt at 680thefan.com By the way, do you feel, because you and I are pretty much the only two people, now I, I think that there's four people in the building. I do feel, yes. Do you feel like we're the we're like the two guys from the HBO series Chernobyl? <laughs> like we have to hang here? Because what's, what's happened is we're considered essential personnel because if anything from an emergency standpoint audio things we'd have to play from the government of the state we're the ones that are responsible for doing it and so that means we have to be here
1: was it the divers in chernobyl that had to basically go in and turn off the reactor and yeah you're gonna die but you kind of got to take this one for the rest of the team guys they had
2: to drain the water from underneath and they they all talked about how long they would last like they'll probably be dead within a week now, it's not that serious for us, but
1: don't you get that feeling when we're walking in the battery and there's
2: no one around Dude, and it's just
1: us? You're the canary going down the mine shaft at this point. Like, okay, well, if Los falls over, Hoyt, do me it, a favor. You know, you know what's coming. Keep hitting the buttons, okay? Someone's kind of got to hit the... It's been fine.
2: Yeah, it, it, we've been fighting through it. It doesn't. It hasn't sounded bad. That was our concern. What's it going to sound like? And it, that's worked out from, from an audio point of view. And then the... You know what's been the thing? It's been trying to get consistently to have people that are unfamiliar with technology to lose technology. Every single day, watching Chuck Oliver try and fire up and work Skype is just, (laughs) it's unintentional comedy that I'm both extremely frustrated with and extremely, uh, it's comical to me how much I want to fall over when he's doing it.
1: It takes me back to Derek Zoolander, like the files are in the computer and he starts banging on the actual computer (laughs) and then throws it thinking that if he opens up the computer, he'll see the files. It's He's, he's, God bless him, but he is, he is a simple, simple animal, a very dumb, simple animal. There's, he's not the only one. We're
2: fortunate that, that Buck and John are actually in studio.
1: No, we've done this quite a bit with Matt and Chuck. Like if Buck and John were in two separate locations. Oh, it'd be misery. Or if, if Finn, Steak, and Sandra were in three separate locations, God bless that show. We would have fun bag material for weeks on end. Have you spent any time with Tiger King yet? Yes, we've done two episodes right now. Okay, I am into halfway through episode
2: number 4 and my quick summation is y'all crazy. I can't pick a winner. Like I, there's not one person where I would say, "Oh, that's the good guy in this story." It, it might only be the guy who does the 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 filming of this, the producer. He might be the only one who you can say, "Wow, that's Wow, maybe I can I can get in your corner.
1: I I feel myself pulling for exotic Joe. And so do I. I. I'm pretty sure he ends up putting a hit out on somebody. I'm pulling for him because initially
2: he starts it as a me and my rights against you and your sanctimonious crap. But quickly you're gonna find out that it's much more much worse than that.
1: But ultimately, like they keep showing these videos of him playing with the tigers, him playing with these m- massive cats, and I'm like. You know what? At least he has a bond with them. They show the other woman, and she's like, you should not have caged animals. Meanwhile, in the background, there's a caged animal walking around behind you, woman. You're the biggest hypocrite in the world.
2: She's actually doing uh, the whole service of, if you pet them, that is evil. You're exploiting them. I don't know. But, But at the same time, she has, and I don't know if you're here yet, her workforce, do you know about this?
1: Of unemployed or unpaid people that, yeah. that sit there and follow him around from mall to mall, saying, "Hey, don't have him here."
2: And also the people that work in her park, unpaid, and yet she's charging. So there's there's all sorts of hip- hypocrisy here.
1: She just she, I may I don't know. I guess you have to have a bad guy. She comes off as the bitch in the entire thing. And I look at the tigers, and maybe the tigers are the ones that are getting screwed in all of this, but. At least they look happy at that dude in Oklahoma, by the way. In Oklahoma, he's got like a 2,100-acre ranch that he just puts these tigers, but they look so happy there, and he's gay, and I have to cheer for the gay guy.
2: You are going to get about another two episodes in, and your mind will keep flipping on this thing because I I was there, and I will finish it up. I'll have I'll have four done by this evening, and I'll probably try and finish up the last three before I do work tomorrow. All right, coming up next. Does the polygamy bother you? It just adds to the weirdness. It's not that weird. I'm just saying that every single one of these people has something about it where you say, Okay, it fits a an unconventional lifestyle because they're all unconventional people and, and most everybody watching this thing is more conventional. I mean, who do you know that has multiple wives or husbands? Multiple. I exactly. do. Not at the same time. They they wouldn't have liked it that way.
1: No, that that's true. All right, coming up next. Is
2: there incest or just polygamy? Hoyt New obsession is coming. He's got about a month and a half to get himself right.
1: Oh, I know what this is about!
2: That's next right here on the Audio Fun Bag.
1: Yeah, you go find where I put that F-bomb.
0: It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
2: One of the things that acts as a dog whistle for Brian Hoyt and I is as soon as we hear any show talk about throwing open the phone lines and not screening, we immediately try to find a way to call in. So this was several months back on the front row. Just to give you an example of what happens when open phone lines are thrown out on the
4: station. 404-231-1680. Best ballpark in baseball. 404-231-1680. By the way, you can just, we won't even screen you, which is always safe in radio. Barry, what do you got?
1: Yeah,
0: it's either PNC Park in Pittsburgh or HPV Field
4: in Richmond. Brian Hoyt. i <laughs> an idiot. Randy, you're on Sports Radio 680. What do you got?
0: Been there four times, Wrigley Field.
4: All righty. Jeff, what's the best ballpark in all of baseball?
3: Been there three times, toughest place to play, Syphilis Stadium.
4: <laughs> See, that's why you have screen things. That's why you screen things. <laughs> well, not that it wouldn't. Be. they could have still come up with something. <laughs> We'll continue this vote. And, uh... Will
5: we?
2: Welcome back to the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. It's Lo Satoit, taking you up till whatever time it is on your watch right in front of you. Uh, check out Norman's Electronics, one of our sponsors, NEIUSA.com. They are obviously handling appliance repairs right now. So if you have anything going wrong in your home, especially if you are uh, sheltering in place, taking it easy, they have actually are following all the CDC directives. They're one of the essential elements so they can get anything fixed in your home for you. Also,
1: if your dishwasher has Corona... They will get rid of it for you.
2: No, that's a false advertisement. If it breaks and you need it because obviously you're doing three meals in your home a day, they can take care of that hard ice vodka freezes as well. That helps you with any kind of sheltering in your home.
1: That's what I meant
2: to say. That's actually what your point was going to
1: be. So I showed
2: you something that I'm (laughs) going to buy you because I've decided, first off, I don't want you to sleep anymore. And if there was a way that I could give you... Every time you do this, I ruin my life. What I would call digital crack... This is me handling you digital crack. Now it's not going to take your teeth out. Uh, it, I don't want to say it's going to end your marriage. It might.
1: It could. But lesser but things have ended my marriages in the past, well, like I mean, another dude inside of my ex-wife. Yeah, that that kind of tends to <laughs> a,
4: a kind of puts
2: a damper on the whole thing. So you were what? Is it weird?
1: Can we get get into that? No.
2: I just find it horrible. <laughs> like such so, no! such a painful memory that.
1: Yeah, let's go down that road. Then we'll talk about how, how you lost your job, and we'll go through all that good stuff, I'll too. I'll be like, a
2: big, so it was August 2008. I just had face surgery. Um, yeah, no, I, okay, fine. You've deflected for this moment. <laughs> we'll come back to it in, in episode 20 if we get there. Sure. Just get a couple of pops in you first. I'll be like, here, have another hard ice vodka freezy, and let's talk about this. Like, you're, I'm Dr. Phil, and you're on the couch. Can we do a Power Hour episode, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, We've got to do it though when the world gets back to normal because oh, we'll, yes. we'll need Uber. Yeah. So good call. yeah, it's a little hard to get an Uber out of here if uh if we needed one, but Command and Conquer You're an Remastered. Ass. You're an ass. is coming out. And this is a, this is a computer game that you and I have talked about in the past because we both loved it. like grew up grew up just oh, I can't wait to jump on and go play Command and Conquer. It's like five versions of the game. Virgins. And not virgins, but <laughs> virgins, all pushed together like a pair of boobs, and you can have them all. I'm going to buy this for you. It's 19.99 to put you basically
1: in Digital Crack House, and you won't sleep anymore. It'll be awesome. There were like four games back in the day that I... Everybody had a lot of PC games. I just had four, and I would just constantly play those. One was... Uh, Caesar, and there were Caesar 2 and then Caesar 3. I remember don't know those. why I was obsessed with those. Those
2: were the lead-up to, like, the Civilization games.
1: Yep. And then there was Mist, which... That was a puzzle game none of us could figure out. <laughs> I still want to go back and play it because I could not figure out the first thing. But it looked cool as hell. It looked amazing. There was an island you were stuck on. It was like an escape room. It was a It was a back-in-time escape room on a PC where... You might find a key somewhere over there, but nothing told you what to do with that key. Did you ever play The Seventh Guest? No.
2: Okay. The Seventh Guest was this genius game that was part uh, Stephen, uh, it was part like Hitchcock thriller, Stephen King freakout novel, and it was a puzzle game. And ultimately, and I'm going to ruin it for you. Uh, listen, you've had like 30 years to play this. So yeah, this is on me. So this is on you. You eventually find out. That the all the people at the party are dead, and so are you. But you were the seventh guest, and so you are like the only one who gets a chance to like get your soul out of the the death house. Was it like a murder mystery? Though? Yes, oh. but but it's really cool because it slowly but surely starts to reveal itself, and it is super creepy. Uh, super creepy. This this clown with balloons, and I'll show it to you at, at some point. But that was one of those games that I got stuck on and beat. But nothing compares to Command and Conquer and how much time I spent with that.
1: So, if you don't know, Command and Conquer is basically it's it's kind of Red Dawn ish. It's very there's the USSR, there's the communists, the Soviets, and then there's the good guys. The I think they were called the Allies. I don't think we were Americans. Right. We were the Allies.
2: We would refer to this nowadays as a turn-based strategy game. What? you know, you make a move, I make a move. You make a move, I make a move. But then it turned into where it was like more in real time.
1: The idea was originally there were single missions that you could compete on and you would build a base and and then you would fight the computer. It was one of the first games that I remember getting multiplayer action where I could dial up your house down the street in the neighborhood and we could compete against each other on a map that we built ourselves, and you would have to gem your own mines, and then you would have to bring back the gold, and then you could or ore—I think they called it—ore,
2: iron ore—and
1: you would, and then you would build your base based on that. I never ever lost a multiplayer game, and the reason was is because back then, if you were getting your ass beat, you just picked up the phone. Oh, that's pretty shaky. It man. was it was it was like the the '90s version of a uh, version of basically quitting in
2: Madden. I, I've seen people do that in Madden. We're in Madden now, fortunately, you try and pull that, you automatically take the loss. But during that time period, because they weren't <laughs> tracking, you didn't have like an overall, here's what my ranking is versus you. So they couldn't track it. So some somebody would just be like, yeah,
1: I'm done. We, pull the used, we used to come up with just different ways. So if you were the Allies, you would have certain base, certain strategy. You had, I think you had airplanes, I believe, if you were, no, you had airplanes if you were the Soviets You had helicopters if you were the allies. You could also send a spy into somebody's base and you could figure out their technology and then you could build their technology along with your... It was so, so in-depth for the time being and now you're going to change my entire life again. And we're going to go back to Hoyt sleeping on the couch... At five thirty in the morning and not having a life. So now, thank you.
2: This was unintentional on my part. No, mm, no, no. You no, know no, no, I no, have no. this problem. No, I, what I'm saying is the first time when I discovered this problem, this was four or five years ago when I told you, Oh man, hey, look, do you ever play an Age of Empires game? And you're like eyes lit up. You're like, yeah. And it was when we were we were going on some sort of trip and I had downloaded Age of Empires. It was one, two, and three. It cost me twenty bucks. And I said, "Well, why don't I just make you a copy, and you can put it on your computer?" I didn't know what was going to happen. We were please, going
1: to Vegas. Please tell everyone what happened. We were going to Vegas, and I had Civilization on my phone. And you had you saw I had Civilization on the four-hour flight over. I spent the entire time building an empire and then destroying everybody else's empire. So you give me Age of Empires. <sighs> this was right after Grayson was born, so this was three years ago. I made Lisa for six straight nights wake up with the baby. I told her I was working. Los, I started playing that game at 10.30 when Lisa went to bed, and I watched the sun come up for six straight days. And then I would take a two-hour nap, and I'd roll into work, and I'd do the same thing for six straight days. It was awesome. It took me back, and I can't do this again. I'm in a good place right now.
2: I think it was day four or five. You look like shit, Hoyt. I go, man, are you all right? And you just go... I've been playing Age of Empires for hours. and I thought like, oh, maybe he's using this as cover. Maybe he's just joking. And then no, it all made sense when you were like, I've built the Ottoman Empire into the greatest things in Alabama football. And you were mixing these worlds together. I was like, oh man, he's not only is he tired, but he is legit legit into this
1: thing. I have a very addictive personality, and obviously it's it's genetics, and I deal with it, and I understand that, and I know that, but... I took out the Wangs. But... The entire dynasty of the Wangs. My, they're all gone. My alcoholism or my dipping addiction doesn't take me away from my family. My video game obsession takes me away from my family, which is why... Just to graduate college, I was the only college kid who could not have a video game system in his apartment because I would not get anything done. Did
2: you see what LSU did to everybody this year? That was me in the huts.
1: Like, you talk the about Hut Dynasty ain't played nobody. I'm playing MLB The Show, and I'm in 2021, and the Padres just won a championship. Bitch, 2021 ain't anything. I would get on Madden back in 2000, like 2005, and I would be in 2094. Like, that's how bad it would get. I got nothing done. I was not productive. I was not a member of society anymore. Because it's amazing how you can just... The, the glowing lights of the computer screen or a TV, they suck you in and you lose track of all time. And all you got is a dip bottle there and your controller in your hand and you just lose track of all time and... Oh my god, the sun's coming up. Oh my god, I have work in four hours. You have the the
2: opposite of when they have, you know, epilepsy. They talk about gaming systems. Sometimes it has adverse effects on people. It no. can cause you know issues. No, it keeps me
1: awake. No, no, yours, it locks you in. Like, stimulates me. You're like
2: like, oh, the light.
1: I turned a little girl and what was the poltergeist where I just Caroline? I just sit there and I stare. And it's it's amazing how that works. Carol Ann. Lead us into the light, Caroline. Never actually seen that movie. It's creepy.
2: It's worth it. 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 I don't know if it'll. Yeah, I would say this. If your kids watched it with you, they wouldn't sleep for a few days. You, you'd probably be like, "That's pretty cool, creepy movie." But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's different when when the kids' toys come awake, come you know, filled with the poltergeist and start trying to strangle the kids. That's pretty creepy stuff.
1: I had a moment where. Do you remember the old school Teddy Ruxpins? Yeah. So me and my brother each got one, and we shared a room at the time. Because this is San Francisco, and God, if you had a three-bedroom home in San Francisco. Super, super rich. Wow. Um, but for some reason, Teddy Ruxpin was sitting on my brother's dresser in the middle of the night. And if you didn't put a tape in him, which the tape went into his stomach, if you didn't put a tape in him and you just hit the play button, his mouth would move. Oh, that's creepy. But nothing would be said. My little brother, the next morning, that Teddy Ruxpin was torn into like 19 pieces. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell did you do? And he's like his mouth was moving. And so he took it out. He had to take it out. He also took out our hamster named Cozy one time. Well, times were tough. <laughs> he was sitting there, and he was holding it in his two hands. And he comes running into my room, and he goes, Brian, 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 Cozy's not breathing. And I'm like, what happened to Cozy? And he goes, well, he bit me, so I squeezed him. And so, and, and, and so my, I still remember my stepdad doing mouth-to-mouth of this little hamster that had its guts actually coming out of its mouth. But Kevin's sitting there crying because Cozy got squeezed his head. So we got him a turtle, so he couldn't do that again. The turtle got pneumonia. His name was Harry. It's ironic because turtles don't have hair. He didn't leave the lamp on. And so Harry died of pneumonia.
2: We're now going to be able to talk about your marriage in the next edition, right? You do realize you just ended up on the couch for ten minutes, and you actually finished off with childhood memories of, of pets that died. So we're gonna fast forward to marriage on the next one.
1: No, we're not. <laughs> All right, coming That's a up next. Different. Coming up next. You hey, got a new hoy, your coach wife's over there banging somebody. Is that that it? compares to cozy? No, it doesn't. Coming up next. Not the same at all. We're not talking about my
0: ex. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Uh, steak
2: had a little bit of an issue with <laughs> a particular Cincinnati Bengals linebacker
4: this week. I'll let the audio speak for itself. The Bengals comeback, the Steelers injury. The interception and the dude, uh Vontez Berflict. From
2: the Shazier hit on Giannardi Brevard.
4: Well, if Jeremy oh. Hill doesn't fumble, then Vontez Berflict <laughs> is a friggin' hero in Cincinnati <laughs> as the guy that won that game. It's not a coincidence that the guys in the middle of it are Berflict and Adam Pacman. Perfect. 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 Sorry.
3: <laughs> Whose names did they get right?
4: Vontez Berflict.
3: Well, Fitterin jumps in to be like, I'm right. going to save the day here. Well, go back though. There was another name in there, I think. Giannardi Brevard.
5: Okay, maybe there should be like an introductory you know, session with the Bengals roster. All right, here's A.J. Green. We'll start with an easy one. A.J. Green. Giannardi Brevard. Jeremy Hill. We'll start with Jeremy Hill. Vontez Burflick. We will work our way up to some more of the challenging names, perhaps. Giannardi Brevard.
3: Oh, wait. Here's Cedric, oh I-, I hate you guys. I mean, you just you make us look so like the best. Ba- <sighs> Perfect. <laughs> well, well, so, so, we so, heard it. We get it. He didn't get Perfect's name. So
2: here's your last piece of audio. <laughs> After Brian Finnerin has stepped in to say, this is how this works, they attempt to go to break.
4: What were your thoughts as you watched it go down? We'll take all your phone calls if you want. How much heat comes on Marvin Lewis? How disgusted were you with Vontae's Perfect? <laughs>
2: Welcome back. It's the Audio Fun Bag, the podcast. Thank you to Hard Ice, Vodka, Freezes and Norman's Electronics. Give them a call, 770-451-5057. They handle Macintosh, Yamaha, Denon, uh, Sony, LG, Pioneer equipment. That's all in their vintage audio. Or, obviously, with appliance repair, if you've got something going wrong in your house right now, they can come out, they'll take it, they'll follow all the CDC directives uh, and, and keep that distance, and they'll be able to take care of it. They're actually allowed to still work because... You can't have forward to have something go out right now, especially with everybody staying uh, inside for the next several weeks. So I want to take you back to four years ago and tell you about my version of this story.
1: We use that word more. Either that or I just hear it all the time. We use that word more on this podcast than any other. I think it's
2: your dog whistle. But we are always playing different pieces of audio, and we're always having to tell things from our perspective, which is always going to be your version and your virgin. So – when I worked on the Chuck Oliver show.
1: How was that, by the way?
2: It was interesting because. Take me back was, to
1: your Vietnam. It was growing.
2: When I joined, I think it had 18. I think we had 18 affiliates. And then it moved to probably about 38. And, and the reason why. You. Well, yeah. I mean, I was always <laughs> a good element for it. There's still there's still the reason why when, when Chuck would be out, I would just sub in. It's like, here you go. You're going to get this show. Um. But, you know, the reason why it grew the way it did, Feinbaum started trying to charge people. Like he was at ESPN. He'd been there for a couple years, and then they told everybody, hey, we're going to start charging you for Feinbaum. And everybody all across the Southeast went, yeah, F that. It ain't, <laughs> ain't good. Uh, every programming director out there. So they went, we'll take Chuck's show. We'd rather have this. And so that's how it grew, and that's why they're now in – like 57 markets so it's 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 done what it's supposed
1: to do you're, but it is it's a two-hour college football lecture you're such a radio snob by the way like you do not like Feinbaum. I like oh, I think it's terrible stuff. I like watching it it's like a soap opera no to me. you said
2: you like watching it I could do. you imagine driving in the car and listening to the emperor not having clothes there's a reason why he's like if you don't give me a contract I'm gonna go to the big 10 and ESPN goes okay go get your contract here's what you can sign if you want to work here and he's like
1: Dang it. But it's like a white trash soap opera to me that I can't turn off. I can't stop watching or listening. You know what it is? The worst part about it for me. I know. It's not real radio to you. It's wrestling. It's fake. I get it. It is. But it would be if we were,
2: and pull back the curtain, do we pay Mel? No. 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 Do we pay any of our
1: callers? No. To
2: come on and yell or do anything else like that or act outlandish or whatever. The sideline might get a check from us.
1: No, No, but he should. His calls are good. Okay, well,
2: they pay their callers. It's part of their bit. Like, they're like, so-and-so happens to be calling from wherever, and it's like, no, it's not. They're scheduled for today. That's kind of cheesy. That's very FM. That's very morning radio top 40 stuff. I'm just not into it. So, anyway, so one of my jobs was to line out a couple of guests based off of current events going on in college football that would be relevant to the audience. So, in this case... There was a new coach that was added. Louisville, I believe? At Louisville. Uh, Somebody in the secondary? Yeah. (laughs) That was the plan. Petrino had added somebody to fix this portion of the defense, and here was going to be an ace recruiter in this. So we had gotten a guy on to come on, tell that story, tell them what they're going to bring to the team, what it's going to do. And unfortunately, this guy had recently suffered a loss in the family, (laughs) brought it up with Chuck, And it derailed the entire show. Here's what it sounded like. This was a moment from last week, one of the more awkward moments that we've ever been around, where Chuck is attempting to ask a question to someone who covered, I don't remember what what even team it was. Missouri, Yeah,
5: Missouri. No, no, I'm sorry, uh, Louisville.
2: Louisville, okay. Here was the problem. The gentleman on the other end of the line had been dealing with some personal matters and decided to start the interview
5: by telling Chuck about it. Going we'll to talk a little Cardinals now from twenty four seven Sports, their network of site. Uh, we're joined now by Mike Hughes. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, man?
3: Well, I tell you, I've been kind of running around today and busy. I, I've been trying to catch up on my work. Uh, my grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday. Y'all got a
5: new football coach there? Is that right? Uh, somebody in the secondary? That's
0: correct.
3: He, uh... <laughs> you heartless son of a... The
5: what guy left and went to Missouri. What is he supposed to do? So they lose the coach to Missouri. So Y'all got the... a new football coach there? Is that <laughs> right? spot opens in the secondary. Chuck,
3: let's role play for a second here. Let's just say we're not on the radio. We're just in conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're having a couple. Hey, of Hey, Matt, how you doing? Well, um, uh, Chuck, it's been a tough day. My, uh, my grandfather just died. Y'all got a new football coach there, is that right? <laughs> Wouldn't it seem appropriate you would follow it with, hey, sorry for your loss? You think maybe some canola? Hey, prayers to your family.
5: You know, Carlos has audio of me going back to like 2004. Uh huh. Carlos, do you have audio of everyone going back, say, a decade? Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't there a Lee Corso moment you had? Or I wasn't don't there? know. There was oh, s- don't do this. What do we have? <laughs> no, no. you yeah, oh. doesn't have it. There, <laughs> what some, happened? Somebody emailed me and reminded me you had almost the same
3: sort of moment. I but, I re- I don't, I'm not yeah, saying well, it didn't. Listen, it could have happened. You guys know I don't remember what happened last week. Oh, all, I'm, all I'm saying to you is not. First of all, you had that dead air there because I know you turned the mic off and you started MFing somebody. Why would he say that? I did. And then you turned it on and instead of saying, Wow, that's too bad. Well, let's move on to you know. Here's what ha- he's he's all right. Play
5: his response there about uh, hey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? And then he says,
3: "My grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday."
5: Okay. At that point, I turn my mic off and I'm trying to talk to our engineer, going, "Who the hell to screen this guy? Did nobody?" Well,
3: it's, it's not about that. See, I'm telling you, the God's honest here. You could have said. Hey, Mike, that's that's mm. terrible news. I know it's not as important, certainly, but let's get back to the football. Try your best to segue out of it other than... You, you got were, a new football coach there, is like, that right? That was your just... You punched him in the face with the football thing.
5: They needed a secondary the coach. The guy's
3: grandfather just died.
5: And they laid him to rest. Well, did he think that uh, that phone call was that sucked? <laughs> <laughs> it sucked.
2: So I think he handled that well. Very well.
1: Yeah, he's a professional. Here's, here, here's the two most recent times that I can remember that things haven't gone according to plan, and Chuck Oliver was on the other line. One was a radiothon. Is it Camp Twin Lakes? Is that what steak does? Camp Twin Lakes, yes. So Chuck cannot make it out to, I don't know the camp's name.
2: Well, they're all different, like Camp Sunshine. Okay. There's a variety of camps based on the illness of that particular group that's there that week.
1: Okay, well, Chuck cannot make it out there because of his regional show. And so he will stay in studio. It's not that he's a heartless person and hates Yeah, he, you can't make it else. out there when you're off at 2 o'clock. It's not possible, so he'll do it from here. Well, the line dropped literally as they were coming back. And I'm like, Chuck, I need you to talk. And I just say that and talk back, and the music is playing. And he comes back in the talk back. He goes, about what? <laughs> I don't know. You get paid to talk on the radio. You do two hours of college football when there is no college football. Say something. Camp Twin Lakes is cool. We'll be back. He has nothing. He starts waving his hands like, I don't know what I'm about to talk about right now. There was that moment, and then most recently this week with Matt and Chuck both working from their homes and us in the studio. Oh, I know this one. Well, Matt dropped. All right, I hit the All dump right. button. That's eight right. seconds. That's, and now we've got we still got 17 seconds left worth of dump. All right, I'm gonna hit one more eight-second well, one. We got, we're down to nine seconds left. And I go in the talk back into Chuck's ears because Chuck is still there. And I go. And, and by the way, what am I saying behind you? Do I need to go on? Do I need to Do go need on? To go Do you have on? I take this? No, I think we're good. I think I can just get Chuck to just handle it because he's a professional. He's been doing this for 16, 17, 18, 20 years. And we're watching him on the camera. Oh yes, and we can see him on <laughs> the camera the entire time. He has this face of just shock when I'm like, "Chuck, I need you to talk."
2: And he starts looking around like like he's seen some sort of ghost in his house. Like there was some noise of like, Gilchah.
1: <laughs> you talk for two hours on a college football show by yourself. And so... Chuck is not good in these situations. And I can only imagine, I can only imagine what was going on in that room because he was in that room by himself, right? But he could see right through
2: this pane of glass, right into my face. Right at the time, it was Kevin D'Amico, who now runs All of Bray's Radio Network. Both of us, mouth agape. Oh my God, what have we wandered into? And we're all looking at Chuck because at this point, he's the only one who can save this. You got a new football coach over there? Is that right?
1: Somebody in the secondary. And that was how that moment happened. Like, God bless him. And I think earlier we called him a stupid animal. You might have edited that part out. No, no, I left it in. Oh, okay. He he really is our big dumb animal. Like, is there anybody that you could imagine being in a burning building with that could handle it any worse than Chuck Oliver? He would just scream and run around in a circle. <laughs> like, he and, and also our friend Brandon
2: Adams. Brandon used to joke around about if his house started flooding, like if the sink started like pouring out all over the place, what he would do. And he just said he would just lay on the ground and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I get the same impression. Like Chuck would just stare at it and be like, oh, ah, I ah, just run in a circle. You're like, no, no, no go ahead out that way. Ah.
1: You didn't watch Seinfeld, but Costanza one time there, there was something going. On. I think there was a fire in the kitchen and he yells fire and immediately starts pushing little children and old women out of his way. And that's how I imagine Chuck in these situations. You've got... We, we've told the story before of, of you with the Chipper Jones thing, where Chipper Jones was doing his retirement speech, but, oh, shit... I just lost the connection to everything, and yeah. we're about to go live with this, and Los is the only person in the building that can throw to this or narrate it, because, hell. Everyone you, was gone. You don't want Hoyt at this point, so uh, <laughs> Chipper Jones is going to talk in a second. And, and
2: I realize
1: the panic on your face just says, Because I'm behind the scenes, I can panic.
2: I'm thinking, oh my God, how long am I? It, it, the the behind-the-scenes story is that somebody disconnected our equipment on accident. So we lost our connection to when Chipper Jones was going to head to the podium and it was right in the middle it was of, sabotage. of, I think it was, whether it was Bobby Cox or somebody else who was basically introducing it that they had down there before. And so the audience didn't know any different. Like They just heard Chipper come on. But you and I were the ones who were like, oh. Ah!
1: God, <laughs> I'm giving you the hand signals of, baby, I need you to stretch this just a little it's, bit. If, if you're, if you're bit.
2: listening, it looks like if Hoyt was taking a piece of gum or taffy from his fingertips pulling and pulling it, it further apart. He's like, longer, need longer. That's
1: the well-known symbol for it. need you to stretch here just for a second. And Let's keep it together. And then minute two, minute three is rolling along and, and Los is like something ain't right.
2: And I've got maybe 90 seconds worth of material because I— 30 minutes before I was on a basketball court, I immediately threw my clothes on, flew into the station, and like two minutes later, you're on the air, and we're having technical issues, and I've got about a minute's worth of stuff.
1: As I'm going to stretch, I see you on the computer just trying to pull up baseball reference. And I'm like, like, I'm like, like, so he had, so, and look what he did in 2004, and, and then look at his
2: numbers on this, oh wow, yeah, that was, that was my experience, so it happens. Things uh, go wrong, it's radio. You just roll with the punches, baby. All right, that's gonna do it for us. You have to send us out, as you always do in such a classic fashion. Wash your hands,
1: sluts. Something funny about the word sluts.